Hello and welcome to the May 23rd edition of the Forkham Demons Podcast. I want to thank you for listening as always. Please send any comments or concerns regarding this podcast. You can reach us on Twitter at Farkham Podcast. Also email us Podcast at gmail.com. Today we plan on talking about the upcoming Southland Conference baseball tournament which starts Wednesday and also recapping the Demons win over LSU. Thank you and Farkham Demons. We're going to start today's top podcast talking about the Demons' 7-3 win over the LSU Tigers at Alex Box Stadium. Demons cruised to this one, really dominated the game start to finish, got up 6 to nothing after six innings, gave up three in the seventh, but came back in the ninth for an insurance run. Demons out-hit the Tigers 12-5, to really dominating performance all the way around, led by Larson Fano, who was 4-5, for five, Jeffrey Elkins 2-5, for five, and Marshall Skinner 2-4 for four in the day. Uh, so really good performances up and down the lineup. I thought the Demons just looked like the better team overall. Uh, had a great job pitching-wise. Uh, in particular, Andrew Casio came in 3.1 innings, uh, only gave up a hit with two runs. Uh, I thought he did tremendous on that one. And in those uh, three-point innings, only had 41 pitches, which is really, really phenomenal. That's averaging just over 10 pitches an inning, which is, you know, you can get that type of production for your pitching staff. You're going to do really well. Ethan Francis had a great start, and I mean, up and down the lineup. Drayton Brown came in for the save and just dominated LSU. Two in two innings, no hits, no runs, three strikeouts on 24 pitches. You can't get much more dominant than that. That was just an awesome performance from the Demons. One thing I want to touch on is listening to Sports Talk Radio in Baton Rouge after the game. Uh, They didn't give really any credit to Northwestern on this. It was all excuses. And the big ones they gave uh, were two. They said it was because of, one, the rain, and two, because we took the game more seriously than they did because they pitched Johnny Holstaff. And my thought on the second point is, yes, LSU pitched Johnny Holstaff, but so did Northwestern. If you look at our pitching, we had Ethan Francis go two innings, Peyton Graham go one, Andrew Casio go three and a third, Cam Taylor coming in two-thirds of an inning, and Drayton Brown with two. That right there is not our normal rotation. You will not see that normally. In fact, Ethan Francis had two innings, gave up a hit. He's not getting pulled if we're taking this like a weekend game, so we definitely were doing the whole staff thing also. The second point is the one that just kind of made me chuckle is the excuse I was hearing by more than one person was that because of the rain in the area, the LSU team did not expect the game to actually get played. So when it actually did get played, they were not focused. As a former collegiate athlete, I'm just going to say that that excuse is a load of hogwash. As an athlete, especially on a collegiate level, but any level all the way up from Little League to Major League Baseball, you go out every single day expecting the game to get played. It doesn't matter what the weather's like, you're going to expect it to get played. There were times when I competed at Northwestern where we could see just deluge rain coming, thunderstorms, tornadoes at time. And we never once thought, well, the game isn't getting played. We always were ready to compete. We prepared that we were ready for the games to always occur. The only time we stopped preparing is when the coach came in and said the game is canceled. But up until that point, we were ready. And to say that an LSU baseball team who's fighting for their postseason lives was not focused on a game because of rain, I call baloney on that one. My take is 
these guys don't want to admit that Northwestern State came in Alex's box, kicked LSU's butt, and left with a victory. My take, my words to the sports talk guys in Baton Rouge, stop making excuses, just admit it. The Demons came into Alex's box, and they kicked LSU's butt. The end, end of story, Demons outplayed them. Reason Demons won wasn't because of a lack of focus by LSU. It wasn't because of the rain. It wasn't because of anyone taking the game more seriously than anyone else. The reason Northwestern beat LSU was very simple. We outplayed them. It happens. Not saying we're overall a better team, but on that day we definitely were the better team. And it happens in baseball. You see it all the time. Excuses to me are just the worst thing you can do in sports. In sports, you have to accept your losses just as much as you celebrate your wins. And if you can't accept your losses, you're never going to get better. But in the end, though, great win for the Demons. And especially with the Texas A&M Corpus Christi series getting rained out, it was a definitely a big momentum builder. You would have hated going into the conference tournament and not beating LSU, plus having a rain out. Uh, this win, especially as dominating of a win as it was, I think it kind of mitigates that rain out a bit. And I feel sorry for the seniors. You know, hats off to them uh, for not getting to play at home that one last time. But they do have the conference tournament coming up. Looking at the Southland Conference Tournament, taking place May 26th through 29th at Alumni Field in Hammond, Louisiana. Demons take on the homestanding Southeastern Lions starting at 7 p.m. That'll be the nightcap game. Do not expect it to start at 7 Reason being, there is a mandatory 45 minutes between games. The game before starts at 4, which means the only way we're starting at 7 is if their game only takes two hours. Not going to happen in college baseball unless both pitchers have a perfect game, which is, again, not expected to happen. I do like the brackets and the fact that you have a really interesting dynamic in that all the Texas schools on one side, Louisiana schools on the other, on our side of the bracket is 2-seed UNO, 7-seed McNeese, 3-seed Southeastern, and 6-seed Northwestern State. The other side of the bracket has 4-seed A&M Corpus Christi, 5-seed Sam Houston, 1-seed Abilene Christian, and 8-seed Lamar. Looking at our opening game, Demons face off against a really tough Southeastern team. In my opinion, I know UNO is the 2-seed. I think Southeastern is a better team personally. Southeastern comes in right now batting 272 as a team, 36 home runs. Their team ERA is ridiculous, 4-1-3. And they are led by two really phenomenal pitchers. I expect the Demons will have to be one of them in the first game in Brennan Stuprick and Will Warren. Brennan Stuprick, 2.17 ERA in 74.2 innings, has only uh, given up 61 hits, 18 earned runs, has struck out 62 19 base on balls. Will Warren, 267 ERA in 84.1 innings, has struck out 85 and only given up 25 earned runs, which is really phenomenal. They're also an excellent fielding team, 971 fielding percentage of 54 errors, so really good team in that regard. Southeastern, two players I'm concerned about that I think we're going to have to really neutralize is Jacob Burke. He is 256 with seven home runs, but 22 or 27 stolen bases. Preston Faulkner, 225 with eight home runs, but 47 RBIs. Looking at Southeastern, uh, they are really aggressive on the base pass. When they get on, they like to steal, do a lot of movement. 
So they can put a lot of pressure on your pitching staff really early. That's what they like to do. They've always been aggressive. They're really well coached. Uh, that's been their M.O. for a good, I'd say, six or seven years now. Get on the bases, steal a lot, a lot of movement, get your pitcher to make a mistake, keep your pitcher off rhythm. And they've been very successful, and they've done very well uh, throughout the last couple of years doing that. I think it is very important for the Demons to win. Looking at those times, you played at 7 o'clock game. It probably won't start till 8 or 8.30. Then, let's say it goes long or other games go extra innings. There's a good chance the Demons aren't finished in one of those first two games until midnight or after. And a turnaround and play at 12 is really tough. So I think really important to win those two games. And also, Southeastern, besides Stupreak and Warren, have a really good staff. So for the Demons, you definitely do not want to have to face Southeastern with a depleted staff and them kind of having a lot of bullets in the chamber. Not an easy team to knock off. But I do like that we're playing them first. To me, that first game in conference is easy. Not everyone has their rhythm yet. Demons can come in. That would be a big, big opening round victory. And before I look at uh, UNO and McNeese, we're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor. As always, they do help us keep this podcast free. And in the second game, Demons will either face the winner or loser of UNO and McNeese. UNO is kind of an interesting case study here in the fact that statistically they're not really that great. Uh, they are batting 274, only 29 home runs. That is the worst of anybody in our pod. And ERA wise, they're actually pretty abysmal with a 5.57 ERA. They're starting. Pitchers uh, really not that impressive as far as statistics go. They have Chris Turpin, who 4.25 ERA, 84.2 innings pitched, has given up 78 hits, 90 strikeouts, and 13 base on balls. They also have Brendan Mitchell, 481 ERA with 67.1 innings, uh, only 56 strikeouts with 20 base on balls. Kind of looking through it, though, Chris Turpin, I think, is a lot better than his statistics show. You look at a 4.25 ERA, and that's really nothing compared to Southeastern, which has a 2.17 for Stuprick. You have McNeese with 3.02 with Ellison. And even the Demons have, you know, Cal Carver and Donovan Anuka, both really solid, you know, ERAs. And then you look at them, and their ace is a 4.25. And you look at, like, Northwestern State, and they, uh, Donovan Anuka has a 3.06, Cal Carver 3.35. It's kind of fool's goal in that one, in that. Chris Turpin at times has looked really unhittable, but at times has given up a lot of hits. You know to me is a team that you want to face in that second game, regardless if it's a winner's bracket or a loser's bracket, mainly because they don't have the pitching. And in a conference tournament scenario, that lack of pitching, I think, can catch up to them. Not trying to downgrade you know at all. They're still a very solid team, but they definitely do give up a lot of runs. And, if they don't give that ERA down, they'll probably go two and Q pretty quickly. Uh, so there again, interesting case study. They finished second in the conference, but definitely have a pretty big weakness with that pitching. McNeese is playing them. McNeese, of course, we saw them earlier. That is a really tough team, very gritty team. They have two pitchers I'm really high on. Jonathan Ellison has a 3.02 ERA, 65.2 innings pitch, 52 strikeouts, 30 Based on balls, 52 hits, and 22 earned runs. The guy I'm really impressed with and a guy that I think is just their deadliest pitcher. And Demons will, if 
I think we're going to have to go through him at least one way or the other. It's a guy named Will Dion, 3.05, ERA, 82.2 innings pitched, has 99 strikeouts, 14 base on balls, 69 hits, and 28 earned runs. He's absolutely phenomenal. Offensively, Magnesis guy, Clayton Raspberry, 3-5-1, averaged nine home runs. Uh, for UNO, they have a guy, Preston Howard, I'm sorry, Pierce Howard, has a 337 average of six home runs. Uh, both Menis and Uno can put runs up on the board, but looking at the teams in our pod, I do think Southeastern is the team playing the best. I think they're the most talented team. That being said, I think the Demons definitely are capable of beating any and everyone in our pod, and I think Demons definitely have the talent to win the championship, but like has been pretty much the story all year. Demons have got to get that production up. Pitching-wise, you know Cal Carver and Donovan Anuka is going to do their thing. Behind them, you've got Levi David and Jonathan Horman. Both Levi David and Jonathan Horman have shown excellent work at times in the year, but it has been shaky. But if we can get those four guys, Cal Carver, Donovan Anuka, Levi David, and Jonathan Horman to be on, I think you'll see the Demons playing in a regional. And that is honest truth on that one. I really... Am high on those guys. I think our pitching staff, when you look at what they're capable of, is as good as anyone in the conference. Larson Fontenot, he's going to be there for us. 308, you know, 14 stolen bases. He can make things happen. And Larson Fontenot, I think, is just a guy who he creates offense. When he gets on base, he's really deadly. And, you know, behind him, two guys have been really hot lately are JK's. And Jeffrey Elkins, both of those guys have been on fire. So you take those three guys, and I look at Lenny Coonert, and Coonert hasn't had his most productive year this year. But if you remember a couple of years ago in a regional and at postseason, he just, when the lights turn bright, is whenever he turns on. And I think Coonert's going to have a really big tournament. I'm anxious to see him play. So I think the Demons are in good shape. Again, just got to get those. You know, our top guys are doing their thing. We just need to get that little, the guys behind them to be productive and the guys both in the bullpen and both at bat. And I think for the Demons, again, imperative, win those first two games. Don't come out and force your bullpen to be used. And that really goes for everybody. I'm looking forward to the tournament. should be really fun. Uh, Southeastern Louisiana has an absolutely gorgeous setup. It's a beautiful stadium, really enjoyable to go to, have never had a bad experience. I will give some friendly advice to people going out there, whether you're a Demon fan or not. There are no covered areas at Southeastern, and their bleachers are steel. So if you are there during a day game, it is very, very, very hot in that stadium. So definitely wear sunscreen, and I would even advise you to possibly wear blue jeans because or some kind of pants because it can be very hot on those bleachers at Southeastern. Uh, with that said, I'm really uh, I'm really excited about the Demons' chances. I think, you know, we're playing really well, coming off of a really big win over LSU, which, uh, you know, I talked about earlier. This team is hitting its stride, I think. You know, we didn't have a great performance at Stephen F. Austin, but that LSU game to me showed this team and team is focused. That game showed what we can do, and... For the Demons, if you play like you did at LSU, I think you're going to win a conference title. Great thing about the Southland Conference in baseball, if I look through all the teams in the bracket, you know, from Abilene Christian down to Lamar, 
any of the eight teams I could think could easily win it. There's a couple years ago, Houston Baptist came in, and their pitching staff just went absolutely uh, berserk on everyone and just shut down any and everybody. Their pitchers were lighting everyone up. All their starters pitched nine inning complete games and just had a phenomenal uh, tournament. So, again, anyone can win it, and I don't see a reason Demon should not. Uh, for those of you traveling there, um, as always, safe uh, travels. Before I end this podcast, just want to send prayers and thoughts out to the people in South Louisiana as there were some pretty bad flooding going on due to the just amazing amounts of rain we got the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you do know anyone or any way to donate or to just help out with those people suffering, please do. Uh, again, great people all over the state. And one thing that is great about Louisiana is when tragedy strikes, we all do stick together. Uh, prayers out to the McNeese Cowboys and the McNeese family. Um, they had some flooding with the rain and, you know, they've been through hurricanes and floods. And, you know, McNeese has some really great people. And if you've ever been to McNeese for a game, they really treat you right. And those people were simply amazing. So, you know, prayers and thoughts out to McNeese. And the one thing I will say regarding the McNeese Cowboys and that entire university and community is McNeese people are strong and they are resilient. They have bounced back. You know, we saw from Hurricane Rita and then throughout the years, every time tragedy strikes, they bounce back stronger. And I expect the same thing to happen. And, you know, end of the day, you know, this is fun to have rivalries, but we're all family. And, you know, again, from I think every demon that listens to this podcast from everyone in Northwestern State, you know, prayers out to everyone affected and, you know, prayers out to McNeese. I know that uh, just really breaks my heart to see what they've had to endure the last couple of years and much respect to them for what they've done. I do thank you for listening to this podcast today. Best of luck to the Demons heading out into the Southland Conference Tournament. Do want to give best of luck also to the track athletes that will be competing in regionals to try and make a national championship. Hope we have a great day. Hope you have a great week. See you at the Southland Conference Tournament in Hammond. And as always, Farkham Demons.